1: Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. Do you ever wonder if you should stay in your relationship? Are you wondering whether this is the right relationship for you? I'm unsure if your partner is the one? Maybe when you met them, it was very exciting. The honeymoon period was incredible. Maybe that fizzled out. Maybe you've been married for a really long time and you've both changed. You've both evolved. In fact, I had a client recently who's been married for over 25 years. Her children now are all grown up and the youngest has now left home and gone off to university. And she said that she had a bit of an epiphany. She knew that she wasn't happy. She knew that there was something niggling at her. Her relationship hadn't felt right for a while, but actually one morning it hit her really hard and she realized. She came downstairs as she would in the morning and sat down at the breakfast table across from her husband who was reading the paper and eating his breakfast. And she picked up a knife to spread some butter on her warm toast. And then she said it just struck her a massive realisation that she didn't want to do this anymore. She said that she felt like she looked across the table at her partner of over 25 years, who she cared about, who she'd had some magic moments with, some great times, a wonderful marriage, and they had created an amazing family with these three children that they both loved dearly. But she said it suddenly hit her that she couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't the future she wanted for herself. And she said that made her feel really uncomfortable, but at the same time, slightly relieved. Now, maybe this has happened to you. Maybe you've been together for a long time. Maybe things have fizzled out over a long period of time. Or maybe you're in a relationship that you want to be in, but you have a niggling feeling that it isn't right. Maybe you don't trust your partner. Maybe you doubt yourself. Maybe you're just not sure if this is the right person for you. You know, is there just one person for us, or are there many? Lots of people have different views on that. What's your view? What do you think? You know, for me, I think that we have connections with people, and it can be quite a rare experience, but when it comes, it's really real. But there's more than one person, so maybe you're thinking this person in your relationship, just mm, are they the right person or You know, because sometimes things are super, super great. You have an amazing time and you have great fun together. Maybe there is a connection, but maybe at other times you just don't feel it. Maybe sometimes you just feel a bit distant from them. Or maybe you've got a partner that annoys you, you know, and this is something that's very common. And I see time and time again in my coaching clinic that partnerships, you know, we have good days and bad days, of course, but this is something more. Okay. This is where things have started to stack up over time. And I find that this is the number one breakdown in relationships It's when issues, problems, challenges go unresolved. So for example, a client of mine, I will never forget. She told me that he, her partner used to really irritate her just by dropping his clothes on the floor. And she said, I know it's kind of a cliche and everyone gets fed up. She said, but it really winds me up that he'll drop his dirty clothes right by the linen basket and doesn't seem capable of putting them into the basket. And she was so upset about it, saying that she felt that it was disrespectful to her. And even though she'd mentioned it, she now found herself nagging about it. And she didn't even like the sound of her own voice when she did that but it still annoyed her. So quite often she didn't even mention it, but she had begun to resent him. And she noticed that other things that then happened just stacked up on top of that original challenge that she had with him. The thing that really irritated her just became one of many. So other things would come up and she wouldn't address it because in her mind, he wouldn't do anything about it anyway. He never did. He never picked his clothes up, even though she told him, She didn't want to nag anymore because she just didn't like doing that. So she was beginning not to like herself for the nagging, so she stopped. But what that meant was she was kind of just sucking up all these other things that were happening that she wasn't happy with. Now, what happened with that is that created this stacking effect where other things were being added to the mix that were annoying her. So sometimes he'd come back late from work and wouldn't tell her that he was coming back late. Sometimes he had a tonality to his voice when he was a bit fed up and and didn't really want to listen to her anymore that would shut her down and she felt like she couldn't talk to him about things. So, all these things stacked up until one day just a tiny little thing happened where he left the boots of her car open when he'd gone out and it had rained. So her car had been filled up with water, with rainwater. And that was it. You know, as a one-off incident, she probably would have been okay with it. But because it was the combination and the culmination of all these issues stacking up over a long period of time... She just flipped. She absolutely flipped. And that was it. She said it was almost like a switch had gone off in her brain and she didn't want to be with him anymore. So that was quite a definitive, defining moment for her. I call it the switch flicking moment where suddenly you just don't want to be with that person anymore. So, have you ever experienced that? Maybe not in this relationship, but in other relationships. And then it doesn't really matter what happens after that because it's really hard to get those emotions and that connection back. So actually working through and realizing that communication is the number one issue with relationships when they break down. If you're not communicating with your partner, then it's really difficult to get back on track. So communication is absolutely vital to try and figure out whether you should stay or go. You know, our relationships for a lifetime Some people believe they are. I happen to believe that sometimes relationships come along and serve you for a time in your life. You can have the best time with someone for two or three years, maybe 10, 15 years, maybe more, maybe less, but then you grow apart. Things happen in life which change us as human beings. You know, kids, for one, once you have kids, the dynamic changes. When kids grow up and leave the home, then you're back to knowing each other again, like the story I told you at the beginning of one of my clients who suddenly realized she had very little in common with the man across the table because the kids are gone. And that life that she had shared with him was changing. And she felt that they had drifted apart over those years. So relationships come and go and they serve a purpose. And just because they're coming to an end, doesn't mean that they haven't been valuable, doesn't mean that they've been a waste of your time or you've wasted 10 years. Someone said to me yesterday, I've wasted 10 years with this person. Well, you could choose to look at it that way. Absolutely. But my preference is to look at it as if, well, I've had nine years with this person. I've learned things. I've experienced things. I've had some incredible times, some magic moments, and I'm going to keep those and cherish those because they are important. And wishing your life away is just something that, you know, doesn't really serve you or help you move forward. What I'm looking to share with you here is some tools that can help you move forward positively. So should you stay or should you go in your relationship right now? If there's fundamental issues around trust, maybe you just have a niggling feeling or you know from past experience that your partner has cheated on you. So therefore that is a real issue. You know it is possible because it's happened before. So how do you get to the point where you are ready to make that decision? Because if you're not ready to make that decision right now, I can tell you why. It's because you don't have enough clarity right now. Clarity gives you power. Knowing more about your situation will enable you to make a better decision. So I've got a little exercise that is really powerful. It helps you get more clarity on whether you should stay or go. And it also helps you to make your decision so that if you do decide that it's time to leave the relationship, then you can do it with no regrets because there's nothing worse than walking away from a relationship and then looking back thinking, oh, should I, should I have done more? Could I have done more? What if I tried this? What if I'd done that? So this exercise is designed to really help you so that you don't fall into that trap. Because before we get into a relationship, especially a marriage, it takes time. For most of us, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. There's a lot of thoughts. You're probably dating for quite a long time. And then planning the wedding, oh my goodness, well, that can take years, right? Even down to the smallest of details like the canopy, the seating arrangements, the table plans, what you're going to eat, the dress, who's going to be bridesmaid, all those things. So, so, so much to organize, all that time and effort. But we live in a society today that is an incredibly disposable culture. You know, it's a disposable society where if you don't like something, well, you change it. You get a new one. You bin it. You change it. You swap it out for something else. Yeah, we don't stick at things in this society nowadays. We are very open to just changing because the grass might be greener. And often the perception is it is greener. But the challenge with relationships is the grass greener. And if you're leaving the relationship, why are you leaving? Are you leaving because you want to be in love with somebody else? You're looking for a new partner. So if you do decide to leave your relationship, are you leaving because you want to go on and meet somebody new? Or are you going to learn to be comfortable in your own skin? Now, my advice would be that the grass may seem greener out there. I mean, I know the celebrity breakup culture seems to be, you see it in the press all the time, that some celebrity is with her partner or he's with his partner, they split up. Now, it seems relatively painless because what do we see a couple of months later? We see them paired up with someone else equally as beautiful, having a great time, enjoying life. So it makes us think that it's easy to swap around and get a new partner very quickly and that we'll be happy and it will be great. What you don't see through the press is what happens behind closed doors. You don't see what I get to see sometimes, which is the tears, the pain, the suffering, just like any of us go through. We all go through pain and suffering at the end of a relationship. It's normal, it's natural. This is what breakups are. We have to grieve the end of a relationship in order to move on. So making the decision to leave your relationship is a big decision. You know, divorce is known as the second most traumatic life experience we go through after death of a loved one. So it is definitely something that should not be rushed into. It should be something you take your time and consider and make sure that you're making the right decision for you. Now, sometimes that decision is made for us, and the episodes that are going to follow this will cover that and give you the tools to cope better, to be able to manage, to dial down those negative, controlling emotions, and and work through that heartbreak so that you can start to feel good again and take control of your life. But if you're in a situation where you're thinking, should I stay or should I go, then try this exercise. This exercise is designed to give you more clarity and to give you the power to make a better decision. Okay, so this is how it works. Now, if you can do this exercise with your partner, then excellent. That's what we want. But don't worry if you can't, because some of you will find that you're in relationships where your partner isn't communicating with you very well, or doesn't want to take part, or maybe doesn't really seem like they want to save this relationship at all. But don't worry, you can do this on your own, but it is more effective if you can do it together. However, please don't worry if you can't. You can do this on your own and you can do this and make things better so that you understand more about your relationship to make a decision whether you should stay or go. So how does this exercise work? Well, first of all, find a time with your partner where you can sit uninterrupted and have a discussion. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're not going to do this with your partner or they're unwilling to do it with you, then you'll skip this stage. But ideally, if you can find some time to sit with your partner, set the ground rules and explain that this is an important discussion and that you're not going to be blaming and you hope they're not going to blame you. Create a safe space where you agree and commit to having an open conversation and that it won't get out of control. There won't, it won't get heated. It won't be difficult. You won't, put blame on each other. This is really just to keep it as neutral as possible, but to air some topics that you want to talk about. Now, the first thing you want to talk about is to come up with the things that you love about the relationship. Now, if this is going to be a problem, Have a think beforehand. Okay. Don't sit there trying to think of something because that could be difficult. So it could cause a few tensions as well. So have a think beforehand. What are the things I love about my relationship? What are the things I love about my partner? And then they're the things you're going to talk about first because it's always good to both relax into this talking about things you do like, you do appreciate. You know, it might be that you say you love it when your partner brings you a cup of tea in bed on a Sunday morning, or you love it when your partner helps you with carrying the bags in, or it might be you love it when they do little things for you that make you feel special. Whatever it is, come up with a few things that you love about them. It might be the fact that they're very attractive to you or something that means something to you that you can share with them. It's going to make them feel good. Okay. So I want you first to, s- to focus on the positive things, the things you do love. Now, try and come up with three things, okay? And as I said before, prepare this in advance because you don't want to be struggling at this point in the conversation because it makes your partner feel bad, okay? So, start with the things you love, okay? You could go first and then ask them to come back and what do they love about the relationship or like or appreciate, okay? So, you both share those things first, okay? Then, After you've done that, I want you to talk about the areas you would like to improve. Now, keep it simple and keep it without blame or accusations. So for example, you might say, sometimes when you speak to me in that tone, it it makes me feel a little uncomfortable or upset. And I wondered if we could work on that, find a way that we could get through it that makes me feel more comfortable, um, but also helps you get What you need across to me as well. So, we improve our communication. So, keeping it light, not too detailed, but just letting them know that there's something there that needs improvement for you to feel happy in the relationship. Um, And then ask them, what areas would you like to improve? Okay. So, once you've both had a chance to have this conversation, then you go on to the last bit, which is coming up with no more than five things that you each commit to doing to improve that relationship for the next three months. Yes, three months, 12 weeks. Now, the reason it's three months is because that gives you enough time to work through it and get more clarity. If you just do it for a couple of weeks, you will have no idea if that's sustainable long-term, if your partner's going to stick to it, if you can stick to it, if you want to stick to it. So, three months gives you time to work through it. It also gives you the chance to have more of these discussions um, and helping each other keep on track. You know, if you can work together to say, look, sometimes we're going to forget, sometimes we might slip up, but we're going to commit to working through because we really want to make this relationship work. We really want to improve it and take it to the next level. So if you can do that with your partner, both commit to no more than five things. It could be less, but keep it simple. Five key things that you can both do and commit to doing over the next three months to make your relationship better. Now, if you're doing this on your own, then you can just work through that exercise, coming up with the things you love, because it's always good to focus on those to really make you remember why you're fighting to save your relationship. And then follow through with the things that you'd like to improve. Now, obviously, you can't force your partner to do anything, but what could you do to step up and improve the relationship? Now, what will happen is that over those couple of months, you will see a difference. One of my male clients came to me saying, my wife is going to leave me. She's told me when the eldest child goes to university, she's told me she's leaving. She said, I never listened to her. She's told me what she needs me to do to improve. And I just don't do it. He said, but I don't really understand what I should do. I don't really understand how to do it. So, His wife had given up. She didn't want to talk. She didn't want to go to marriage counseling. So he'd come to me on his own, worried about the breakup. So we went through this exercise just with him on his own and said, what is it that you could do to improve this relationship? And he came up with five things that he could go away and do. Now, his wife was so impressed with what she'd seen him do that she came to see me six weeks later and said, what has happened to my husband? Finally, after all these years, he started doing the things that I wanted him to do, that I nagged him to do. And now he's doing them. And it's completely changed our relationship. I want to give something back now. I want to step up and contribute. I was out, but now I'm open to staying. What can I do? Because it's got to be a two-way thing. So the beauty of that is that even if your partner doesn't want to take part with you, by you stepping up and doing these things, it will attract them to step up too if this relationship is worth saving. So after these three months, or even during, you're going to get a a feel for whether this is sustainable. Now, what I mean by sustainable is one of my clients said to me, well, I'm doing the exercise, Sarah, and the problem is I've got to come home from work after a full day's work, because she worked full time, and I've got to cook dinner, and then I've got to have it on the table by the time he comes in for work, Which is usually not far after I come home from work. And then we're going to sit down and eat together. She said that's something that's really important to him. And it was one of the things that I agreed I would do. She said, I also, when I come home from work, I'm wearing high heels all day and a suit and a fitted jacket. She said, I just want to put my comfy clothes on and take my makeup off and put my hair up in a scrunchie and just have it out my face. But he's asked me as one of the things to make a bit more effort with my appearance. So, I'm not going to be able to do that. And so I'm trying, but I'm finding it exhausting. Now, whatever you think about the things that her husband asked her to do, the fact is that it wasn't sustainable for her. You know, Halfway through this process, she already knew that she was exhausted. She wasn't enjoying it. And if this is what it took to save her relationship, then she couldn't do it. So actually, this process didn't last 12 weeks. It only lasted a couple of weeks until she was like, I can't do this, I can't do it. And then having discussions with him, it just became very clear that they wanted very different things from the relationship. And even though they had both made an attempt to do what the other person had asked them to do to improve it, it just was never going to work. So they decided before the three months was up that their relationship was done and they moved on knowing that they had done everything that they could to try to save that relationship. But it just wouldn't work. So they walked away knowing that, yes, it was sad, of course. And then you've got the healing process to work through. But at least they weren't leaving with any regrets. What ifs? Maybe if I tried this, this would have worked. Maybe if I'd done that, I could have saved the relationship. Because there's nothing worse than coming out and feeling that regret or guilt that you didn't do enough. So, Whether you are confused, maybe you've got a niggling fear about your partners, uh, what they're doing, whether they're committed to you or not, this relationship will really sift through all that. It will really give you the chance to have a look at what's working and what isn't working and the areas that you can both commit to working to to improve. Now, by stepping up and giving it a go you will get more clarity. So at the end of your three months, you will have a good idea, better information so that you can make a better decision about whether you should stay or whether you should go. Thank you for listening to today's episode and allowing me to help guide you from your heartbreak to your greatest happiness. I look forward to you joining me on our next episode.
0: That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review in iTunes will win the chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day, including exclusive one-on-one coaching with Sarah Davison herself. Be sure to head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Sarah's gift. Then join us on the next episode.